What's up, everybody? We are live. This is a Daily Hi-Fi podcast, and it's me today and Aaron. Chana is at CES right now, so we don't have the guy who normally does the intro, so I apologize if it's not, that's not the best, but um, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I got. That's good enough. Uh, what's up to everybody in the chat? Of course, Tim is here, starring the comments. So, uh, yeah, I don't even have any topics to talk about, I don't but either, we're here man. to hang out and maybe answer some questions from the folks out there, so yeah. that's, it. that's it. That's what we got. You probably have everything off your chest because you do those live things on a regular basis where you just go live and well, yeah, talk. maybe so. I, I, I was going to do one on Saturday, but I was just too tired to do it then. Mm. So I've got a video I've got to edit. I filmed it on Saturday, but I haven't even started trying to edit it yet. Yeah, well, you're killing it with all those videos, man. You're just popping well, videos out. I was, but like I said, it just kind of caught up to me. I got tired. My yeah. uh, my uncle passed away. Over Friday, overnight on Friday night. Oh yeah. man, yeah. And uh, man. so we drove up. Me and my brother and his wife drove up to Kentucky yesterday, round trip, about an eight hour drive or so, round trip to wow. go to the visitation for that. And then so, yeah. Well, we that's whole kind of late. That's always rough, man. It's yeah. Always rough. Plus the that um driving gets you tired. Yeah. And then I went into work. Drive? You drive a lot. Just all day, been tired. So anyway, I'm trying to perk myself up a little bit, and get into it, and then after this stream, maybe try to edit a video or not. I may. I don't know if anybody okay. out there has seen True Detective on HBO, but I just started watching that series, and uh-huh. uh, I've got one episode left. I think I'm gonna try to finish it tonight because it's crazy good. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good, man. I'm able to watch some movies. Yeah. Man, what movie did? So what movie have I watched? The Trolls one. Oh and, yeah, uh, you know the kids dictate what we watch here. Oh yeah, the trolls sure. one, and then you know what? Actually, my uh, my seven year old, she's like she really likes to read, so she read that uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book. Uh huh. It it, it kind of tripped me out because I thought that the movie was called that, but it's actually like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Cho- Chocolate Factory, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Willy Wonka, right? So I had to, it, it was like that Berenstein Bear thing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, and you're like the book. Well, you know, you have to think back. Like, was it really always spelled like that? Like, look up, look that up. Oh, I got you. And look at the way it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it being spelled that way? Was it like? I thought Berenstein was like B E R E or something like that. Yeah, it's like a weird spelling, and I'm like, was it always spelled like that, or did they change it? Yeah. yeah. Same thing with this movie. I'm like, I thought it was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, it's Willy Wonka. Anyway. Yeah. Um I took my daughter to see that Willie the new one with the Chalamet kid. In oh it. yeah, yeah. I say yeah. kid, he's like twenty-eight. But that was he's, pretty good. He looks skinny, so he looks he, he does. looks like it was well, it was funny because we were talking like how old is he? So I Googled it. I was thinking he might be like twenty-three or something. He's twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Well crap. Well, you, probably, you probably judge based on the you know, you're you're like looking at the the acoustics and you're like based on the bass on his voice, I would draw the trend yeah. line like this. So he yeah. must be like Tilted downward, yeah. <laughs> or tilted downward the other way. There's no bass on his voice. Yeah, there's no bass, so he's, he's probably like 16. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie, though. Yeah, yeah. It was. You think it did justice to the old school Gene well, Wilder? It's like a prequel. So, and there were little throwbacks in there throughout. They had some of the same theme music that was in the original one from 
with the Gene Wilder in it. Because that, that was, was the cool. thing. The, yeah. the, old, the old school one had awesome music. Yeah. Like oh, the did. music was actually really good on it. Like we watched it with uh, my mom and my sister and, you know, we kind of made it a family thing. Right. And I'm like, dang, like this music is actually really good. It gets stuck in your head. Kids are singing like the Oompa Loompa one and the uh, and the uh, pure imagination. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a cool video on YouTube about this dude. He does like a, a breakdown of all the chords, you know. When it comes to like these old movies, you've seen they have a lot of channels that are kind of like that. Hmm. Where I, they I break down some... like how it's made and why it's so amazing, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've watched some. There's a, a channel I can't remember the name of it now, but a channel I used to watch more regularly. It's been a while, but mm. they do that with some of my favorite tunes. They'll go back and like he's got like all these pianos and synths around, and he'll go back and recreate the original sound from the song, and he'll tell mm-hmm. you know what it was done on or probably what. It was done on, and it's just really cool. Yeah, it's this one here. You guys can check it out whenever you want. This guy right here, uh, Charles Cornell. This dude, he gets super hyped up about it. He actually, um, he did another one breaking down the music from Streets of Rage two. I think it was two or three. Yeah. I, I posted that in our uh, our group chat, and uh, yeah. It made me buy Streets of Rage 4, which is awesome. The whole family is playing Streets of Rage 4. I'm here talking to you, Aaron, on the phone. I, I buy the game. And then uh, I think you called me back because I was calling you. So I was talking to you for an hour. And then I go up, and all of them are playing Streets of Rage. And I'm like, this is crazy. This they didn't so even cool. wait on you, man. They didn't even wait. They were all like, yeah, come on. Blah, blah. Like beating all the stages. So I thought that was super fun. But yeah, like that's totally not uh, audio related, I guess. But it is. It's about the music in it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the dude who made those games, he I guess he he knew what he was doing, and it was very restrictive on those like old sixteen bit Genesis systems because like, what can you really do? Like you're yeah. very limited in what you can make. Some but, of my favorite like sounds or songs are from early Nintendo games. You know, yeah, like, like which which ones? Like Mario Brothers. No, 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 no. You know, like... Oh, yeah. Just stuff like that. Um, oh, those are super well done. Mario like, it gets yeah. real scary when you get to that stage. Castlevania was good. G.I. Joe Ooh. for the NES was awesome. Mm. Just a lot of them. Oh, Electron Ash knows what's up. What's up, Electron Ash? He's very active in our... Uh, Spatial audio calibration toolkit uh discord group. So gotta give a quick shout out as I always do. Uh but yeah, very active. We were actually what were we doing? Uh Electron Ash, I think at like maybe 5 a.m. <laughs> my time, 5 a.m. my time. Uh we were testing out um he was he has a, a anthem with Arc Genesis, and we were testing to see what it does to the sound. All right, so they show their graph, and then we would measure and see if it does exactly what we thought it was going to do based on what they show, and it kind of doesn't sometimes. <laughs> what does Reverend Slim say? He's very active. I'm going to need him to use paragraphs. <laughs> yeah, we got our own, like, uh, you know, our thing going on there. Maybe another reason 
for somebody to pick up the toolkit is because we have a pretty pretty awesome active community there. Um, he types a lot. Yes, he does. He does. Um, what else? What do we got here? Bodhi, what's up, Bodhi? Bodhi is in uh, part of the Daily Hi-Fi crew. So he's there in the after shows. He says, hey, Joe, with choosing the best speaker crossovers with uh, Sacked, do you have to be careful s- similar to making sure that adding a second sub won't hurt the global base response? Crossover, do you have to be careful to make sure that adding a second sub won't? Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that because that's not the way that I would think about it, you know? The way I would think about it is if you act a, add a second sub, then I want the subs by themselves to work together well, you know, so that they're not fighting each other. So that would be the first step. And then where you choose the crossover, you know, is typically where the speaker starts to give up. But if you have a range there where you can say, yeah, you know, uh, the speaker goes down to 40. I can try 60, 80, 100. Yeah, you can try those different things. I don't know that adding a different sub, a second sub, yeah, it's just not the way I would think about it, right? I would think that if the subs are working well together and your main speakers are aligned well in phase, in time to your sub, then you just use a crossover point that fills in the 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 nulls in your room, the dips, you know what I mean? I think there's a joke in there somewhere, but about filling the nulls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Using the- I'm sorry, I was I was looking <laughs> through the comments. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, no, you um, fill the nulls by bringing everything else around it, and that you know, like all you really got to do is just put it into one forty eighth octave, and you can see the nulls basically go into infinity, right? Oh, like, that's it. That's it. But you know when you when you smooth it to one third and then you just bring everything around the null that's next it. to it down, yeah, then that's how you fill a null because you just don't see it. because that's smart, yeah. Because I because I know everything there is to know about audio and we're and we're joking around here. Practical. There's an inside joke there, guys. We won't get into um, it. So yeah, I think that's it. Just align. Make sure that the subs work together well. Uh, align your main speakers in phase with a sub so you, you cross over well at various frequencies um but if it crosses over better at 40 or 60 or 80 choose choose the one that blends the best with the rest of the speakers or with the subs and uh try to make sure that you don't have any holes in the response did i cover that i don't know you're the you're the you're more expert at the uh Mm. because from car audio because you car audio is so nasty when it comes to like the actual response, I've done some uh, testing uh, recently. It is ridiculous in there. Yeah, like Hard the, the changes are ridiculous. Like I move the mic, like what? Yeah, the, everything yeah. is moving around all the time. Like what? What is happening? It's wild. So, dude. In that way, I think you're more of an ex- expert from an experience standpoint. Like if you can get a car to sound good, I think you can make a home theater sound pretty good too. I'd say so. Is that a good uh, summary, though, of what you would do for yeah that's uh, matching? Just play with different tones and find the one that is the best compromise overall. Well, there you have it. The expert has spoken. Yeah, the experts. The engineer has spoken. The experts. We know everything there is to know, and there is nothing else left to know except for all the things we don't know. 
You know what I don't like about when I talk to you though? Is what? when I'm when I say something wrong, you don't yeah. like immediately correct me. Like you'll let me be wrong for quite a while. <laughs> you'll just say <laughs> he'll just say he'll just like I'll be wrong and I'll like find out later that I'm wrong, right? And I'll be just sit, rambling on about something stupid and he'll be like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like instead of just saying, nah, dude, like that's I think this is what he'll just be like, mm, I don't know. Um, I guess because I'm know. trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm seeing where it's going. You know, some people might, you know, take a different path to get there. I'm just seeing where you're going. That's all I just is. want the shortcut, though. I just want you to tell me straight up like, bro, yeah. you're way off. This is what it is. And show me the show me the way. Show me the money. <laughs> That's kind of like uh, this video I've got coming out to do coming out to do coming out. Man, my brain is so messed up. It just is like all this mush. Anyway. I'm doing a comparison of four different speakers, the Wharfdale OR2, Wharfdale Linton 85, the Mofi Source Point 8, and the Kef R3 Meta, because uh-huh. people are like, can you compare this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it all in one video. Okay. And there's a lot of similarities between some of them, and there's a lot of dissimilarity between some of them. And it's uh-huh. I know at the end, people are going to be like, which one should I buy? And it's like, it's not that simple, you know, because you have to have an understanding of what it is that, you need or you like, even if you don't know if you like, at least have an understanding of I need bass or I want a speaker that I don't necessarily have to buy a subwoofer for. Okay, well, this one's it. Do you like a mm-hmm. wide soundstage? Well, these two could be it. You know, do you like a, a very consistent vertical soundstage? You're going to be walking in a room. These two are going to be it. You know, are you, and then you got to pick between these two. Which one? Those they're different enough, even with that little sub subcategory. So well, you did a you did a cool video talking about kind of like the waiting as- aspect. So I'm big on waiting. What is important to you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you kind of made when you're like decide what is important to you first, and kind of maybe rank them. Like okay, right. Uh, Imaging is the most important thing to me, and then tonality, and then bass extension, and then maybe that'll help you find a speaker based on those. You know. How, what's important to you yeah um but so in this video are you going to use the b word base no best oh no heck no dude no. <laughs> there's no best i think there's... it's funny because i could see like when you like a speaker like that wharfdale or i like right? that speaker a lot okay yeah. you like it right and then instead of saying best you're like this is one of the be- better speakers that i've tested yeah, the better speaker because <laughs> it's not the best. Because the like best. compared to the Mofi Source Point Eight, depending on what I'm looking for, I would take either one of those, and they're kind of right at the same price. I think they're two hundred dollars or something apart. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I could see the case for the Mofi, Mofi uh-huh. and then I could see the case for the Aura, and they are completely different. You know, mm-hmm. but they both sound really good. Their on-axis response is reasonably linear. Mm-hmm. But off-axis, you know, one's a lot wider, one's more narrow, one's a whole lot more narrow in the vertical than the other one. And one has better base extension. But do I need that? Because if I'm going to be using a subwoofer anyway, like, does it really matter? And then one has a little bit of a frequency bump around here. Well, that brings out a little bit something extra. Mm-hmm. Another one has a dip there. Another one looks a little bit more, a little bit more squiggly lines in the higher frequency. But are you going to hear that? And so it's all these things. It's not just one one aspect that's, cool. that's all good but which one's the best listen dude i'm coming over uh, okay you know what i think people re- are really asking though which one do you like more yeah like, i think that's what they want to know 
that's the problem is I don't know which one I would actually buy. Like if, if, if both manufacturers, if I didn't even have to buy it, let's say both manufacturers said, Hey, we'll let you keep this speaker. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, I don't know which one I want. I still don't know which one I want because I like both of them for different reasons. Okay. You know? Okay. How about if you had, if you had to buy one and you had a, a budget I'd, set aside, I'd, would that I'd be? Because be they're $200 apart. So they're basically uh, the same price, you know? I well, like which both one of looks them. better to you then. Well, you like I both don't of know because because so here's the thing: the Aura, the the Wharfdale Aura, I think it looks really cool, right? Uh, it's, it's got a really nice gloss finish, and I like that it's a three way design. Mm-hmm. The Mofi, I actually think it looks good. It's super weird looking, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you know what I mean? It's super weird looking, okay. but I like it. You know. So I don't know. No. I legitimately do not know which one I would buy if I were bond if I was told to choose between those two. If manufacturer, if the distributor came to me and said, "Look, we don't want both of them back. We're going to let you keep one. You keep mm-hmm. one pair of them." I would have a hard time figuring out which one. I would probably come down to a coin flip. Okay, how about which one has the wider dispersion pattern? Well, that's the thing. So the Wharfdale is about plus or minus 70 until 7K. And then mm-hmm. at 7K, it goes and just like shrinks, right? Mm-hmm. The MoFi is at about plus or minus 60. So that's right where I want it. See, I'm judging based on the smile, right? I'm going based on like which one you kind of have like a little. Oh, man. I guess. But the base on the Wharfdale, the aura is like really nice, dude. Like it gets down. Like it gets down into 40 in a room pretty much without a problem. And and I don't know, I'd have to, I don't recall the specs on them, but it gets down lower than the MoFi does. I guess just, you know? uh, you'll have to do a two channel setup with the, uh, the Wharfdale and then a surround system with all source point. What are they? What is it called? Six or eight? Uh, source eight, point eight. Yeah. Source point eight. Yeah. I'll just have a whole surround system just based everywhere. on that. No, no, you anyway. Uh Oh, uh Oh, uh Oh, uh oh! <laughs> oh no! What's up? Oh no! What's up? What's we are on, on a we were we were like on a a good thing here. Oh, oh you're talking about all kinds of relevant stuff, and now here you come, and I know <laughs> the wild card hashtag. It's, it's all changed now. <laughs> What's up, man? How's CES? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on. What are? Boom! Wild card! Wild card! <laughs> Wild card boxing. Let's go. Uh, mm, <laughs> Tell us what new TVs uh, we can't afford. Well, there's a whole lot. Um, no, but uh, the dude. Speaking of wild card, uh, TCL's press conference was this like football themed like extravaganza. They had like football announcers in there, weird. Uh, <laughs> doing like this, and they had all these weird. <laughs> football analogies on how their business is doing it was it was a little uh it was a little it was a little dorky but you know um it was at like 11 o'clock and i had just downed a tall boy with uh with my brother (laughs) so it was a lot of fun you know for us (laughs) sitting there um they talked about the 115 inch TV. They talked about all the, the the full on TV lineup, you know, and everybody's uh, laughing about. Well, I ran into the Man Shed guy um, mm-hmm. um, last night, and he was talking about, you know, 
Alina's in his 115 inch TV that they smuggled in, and all of a sudden, you know, they uh, <clears throat> make sure your mic is just set in StreamYard. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just your mic is a bit low compared oh, to. It says external headphones. Okay. Hilton. Yeah. See if external... you can bump it up or use auto gain. But anyway. I saw that. Uh, I saw that transparent TV. Yeah, that that was pretty hot, dude. That was kind of crazy. It was. It's not practical at all. Uh-huh. Not practical at all. But that thing looked pretty cool. I gotta tell you, man, it looked pretty cool. Um, and uh, speaking of TCL, they have a new. So LG's got a new soundbar, Dolby Atmos. Uh, they say nine point one point five. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Soundbar, but um, that's new coming out. Then TCL has a soundbar seven point one point four. I'm going to get a demo of that tomorrow on the show floor. So hopefully they'll have a nice like closed off room. So I did bring spatial audio calibration toolkit discs. Uh-huh. I brought a Blu-ray player too, just just in case. But um, I brought some thumb drives, so because chances are usually at these shows they're playing things off a thumb drive, not a Kaleidoscape, because this, uh-huh. isn't, this isn't a Kaleidoscape kind of show. You know, this is for the general public. Well, you know, so. could you just walk around with a Kaleidoscape, like in your backpack, and then be like, "Hey, I got a movie. Can you just check it out and then plug it in via HDMI?" <laughs> That's what I'm doing with my Blu-ray player. I got. I just, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You walking around with a Blu-ray player? So this guy, he's uh oh yeah, he's not playing on it over his shoulder. He really, he really does have it. Yeah, that's bigger than all of your camera gear right now. I'm not I'm not messing around, dude. Uh, that's, because... that's bigger than all of your camera gear at the moment. Oh your yeah, dude. Blu-ray uh-huh. player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is what's taking up. Uh, my brother was uh had had the two cameras, two lights, four uh tripods uh in the backpack. He had it on his back. He's like, this is surprisingly light. I said, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you got a case, backpack case game, money you need to share. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see those kinds of things. Um, I'm excited to see the cars because I heard the LA Auto Show was doo doo, which means a lot of the innovation is happening here at CES because they're all electric vehicles now, and. All of uh, the whole lineup of Mercedes vehicles that came out this year, I or twenty twenty three. I saw them at the last year's. Oh, put the toolkit, put the toolkit in the Mercedes, the Maybach, or whatever they have for their Dolby Atmos demo. And yeah, let's try, dude, let's dude, a, a real demo if they dare. I, I I'm you think like, they let you? I don't know. I, well, I don't how to, I don't know how to play something on there. If we, you know, that that's the thing on the car. I don't. Is the the car have a USB port for me to plug in or HDMI? If they have an HDMI in, that might work. How do they get Dolby Atmos content on there? I'm sure there's no disc. No, it's all well, streaming. It's all streaming. It's all streaming, right? A Netflix. If it's an Android thing, maybe you can uh, use that uh, Artist Connect. Oh gosh, <laughs> I have to like log anyway. in and stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? What else uh, have you seen? Um, how crazy is it over there? It's not that crazy yet because the show starts tomorrow. Oh. This is this is just the press days. So yesterday and today were press days. So yesterday we went to um, 
Uh, I ran into uh, Be the Installer, Stop the FOMO, um, Brian from Whisper Status. What is that? Brian's Tech Therapy. Uh, I met that guy, Tech Steve, and uh, Tech uh, Tech with KG. Uh, Caleb Dennison, I'm supposed to run into him tonight at like 7 at this other event. Oh, sweet. I saw that you uh, you donated the five toolkits for yeah. his 5K. Yeah. That's cool. A little giveaway, a little giveaway action. Yeah. Nice. Very um, nice. I ran into Phil Jones today at the TCL. Oh, we had okay. lunch together. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's here with Mosk Projector. Mo. I guess he's, I can he's, say Mosmo. He's he's here with both Projector Reviews and Mosmo. Okay. And um, yeah. So um, there's an Oro 3D demo on it. So Wednesday, I have a meeting at Macintosh. Uh, no, Aaron's still frozen. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Oh, I uh, I have a meeting with Macintosh and Sonus Faber. They have some new thing that they're uh, unveiling. You'll probably see the press releases tomorrow. Um, uh oh, it's probably not going to be cheap though. Oh, you know them. It's going to be like twenty five million dollars. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, what else? Oh, and then Oro three D. I'm getting a demo of their whatever new thing on Wednesday. Also, I'm curious. Please uh, film a little bit of that because last time you weren't even even able to find them. Oh God, it's what? so stupid. Yeah. So uh, I guess what I guess with a lot of these people, you have to set up appointments. So mm -hmm. well, I got They're lucky not... and like, you know, somebody invited me, and I was like, I'm not going to be there. So I just had them. Let's see. So I just got an chunk. email from them at 2:45. Here's the situation for your meeting with Oro. Oro's not on the main suites. They, they weren't on the main suite floor. Uh, they're in suite, blah, blah, blah. I can't tell. Just text and someone come will come and get you. This is how, <laughs> this is like how that, exclusive huh? it is. That sounds uh, a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah, they're going to pick you up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, and a nice lady will come and escort you to our suite. Yeah. Dude. Sounds kind of scary, I, I will man. Do. Vegas. <laughs> he says at the end, sorry, I know this is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious um uh so yeah so that is that's my phone and then um there is a youtube invite only event um 4 p.m oh no i'm going to a howl and new egg event at 4 p.m and then 7 p.m uh, wednesday i'm going to the this youtube thing uh so yeah, yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on. Yeah. That's cool. Oral 3D. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that tall boy really got me because uh, I ended, I just woke up from a nap. A you know, little, little nap action uh -huh. for the last couple of hours. There's not a whole lot going on. The press conferences are okay. You know, um, a lot of them are talking about how they're going green and how like, like Hisense had this whole spiel of like, oh, our, our displays are being used in hospitals. So the, you know, when you go in to get your uh, the your wife goes in to get your um, thing that they do on the belly, and you see the kid for the first time. What is that called? The umbilical cord? No. <laughs> Sonic sonogram. Man. That makes sense. Sonogram, mammogram. No ultrasound. Thank ultrasound. you, Tim. Ultrasound. So like they do the displays for like the hospital equipment, doing ultrasounds or something like that. So they're like, oh, you know. Your baby's being seen first on like a high sense screen. I don't know. It's very what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, what? It was it was kind of weird. I like I like stopped recording. I'm like, what are we going to talk about TVs? 
what are we talking about? Hospital displays and all this kind of stuff. So, so how come you're in your hotel room right now and not out and about in meeting? I got a, a thing at seven o'clock and I was just tired. And then, you know, I had that tall boy and I only had like four hours of sleep last night. So I got, mm-hmm. I, I had to have a little nap and uh, my brother's here. He is acting as my second shooter cameraman and also, uh, um, you know, random. So there's, you get those trade shows, you know, I have all these like very delicate equipment on, on, you know, tripods and people just kind of walk right into them. So mm-hmm. I mean, my brother's going to be there to make sure nobody smashes into the video thing while, uh, you know, I'm filming. We so. don't have a ton of like Bodyguard. crazy heavy uh, video stuff or do you brought your Sony stuff too? No, I didn't bring any of the Sony stuff. I didn't bring oh, okay. any of that. Yeah. Um, and what are you talking about? I'm talking about people just don't pay attention. They're just walk, walk, walking in oh, this so direction, over looking camera. in that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's one of the things about trade shows. You gotta people aren't paying attention. Ben uh, asked, "Did you get invited to any after parties?" That's one of the things we all used to do when we attended CS and NAM show. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there is one thing that I'm trying to get into. Uh, trying to get us into tomorrow at TCL. So I got I I sent a message to the TCL lady because Brandon be the installer and he, he, they're all going and it's like at the Raider Stadium and I think Nelly is performing and what? some other yeah some other's gonna be free food and you know football players and to hang out with and all this kind of stuff so hopefully I get yeah. into that um, yeah I don't know dude. Yeah, that's cool oh you know what um the who was the other one so Amazon ads. Amazon After Dark, there was some event, um, somebody else's uh, that I tried to get into. But You fighting anyone yet? Uh, Ike asked if you're fighting anyone yet. Uh, no. No? Oh, but, oh, dude, I ran into EB Tech Man. Remember the EB Tech Man? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Dude, uh, it's so funny because he was sitting right in front of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, at the uh, High Sense thing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Come on, I think is it Andre three thousand or somebody? Uh, Amazon has a party. Oh no, it's ludicrous, ludicrous. Uh, that's tomorrow night. Uh, also, okay, yeah. So Did you color grade your stuff though? Make uh, sure yeah. you gotta color grade that stuff, bro. Dude, I did. I did. I color graded <laughs> the crap out of it. You know, um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I color graded the crap out Horrible. of it. Of course. My lighting's gonna suck as soon as the sun goes down because the sun. I don't know. Your lighting's pretty kind of sucks right now. You're all green. I don't know. You got to better level up. Better step it up. I know my. Uh, look at us all. Like look at. Yeah, yeah. Look at my skin tones, and you're all green. I don't know about that. Hey, What's going on here? Hey, you look sick. It's Vegas, you baby. Look, you look it a happens. little. Yeah, it's Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on, bro. Let my ass up. Go away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I want to look, I want to check out some, some cool stuff. I know, uh, tomorrow, I think my first appointments at like new, oh, so this, uh, company hit me up. They have some sort of chair that I guess vibrates with the sound and puts you like in the, it's, I, I guess it's like a butt kicker, but it's an entire chair. That's like a butt kicker. Um, yeah, let's see. Okay. Um, let's see here. It is. AI dog collar. No, that's not it. Um, here it is. Uh, <laughs> AI dog collar. Uh, edge sound. It's by Edge Sound and Body Sound. Okay. AI dog collar. Is it going to make the dog talk like an up? Yeah. Just do <laughs> oh, that, that, would, that would be cool. 
That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Here, oh, I can't. Um, here, why can't I? What this? Is, oh, I'm on my new computer. I can't put anything in the chat here. Let me go into YouTube real quick. Oh, you know what? They won't. Can I share my screen? I can share my screen. All right. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Okay. Uh, definition of audio has changed forever. Da, 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 da. Okay. Share screen. Definition. Audio change never changes. All right. Go ahead. Share that. Okay. There we go. Edge so this, sound research. Edge sound research. Yeah. Edge so is it going to show the little thing? So it's a tactile, haptic, acoustic situation. Yeah, see, it's this chair. Uh huh. You know, Great. a once in a century opportunity. <laughs> uh, let's see. Based on all, uh, based on how the human body understands the entire spectrum of audio. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like this multi-sensory chair thing in the jig. So I gotta. Oh, look at shaking them. Yeah, shaking them. I'll see a good little subwoofer on the back. It looks like a Mac Mini on the back there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got a, you know, okay. they got it for underneath the couch. Okay. You know, in the little couch cushions, you know. Oh, shit. Okay. Dumb yeah. hardware attached to objects. Smart software. <laughs> yeah, they're calling their shit dumb. <laughs> dumb. Oh, under the floor. You saw <laughs> that? Yeah, double for in the floor. The floor. <laughs> hey, actually, I have a bass shaker in the back of my seat in the in my in my van. So yeah, look at yeah, that. Hold on, look at the floor one after this. Okay, they got the couch. Okay, they got the seat. How long is it going to take to get to the floor one? Okay, uh, all right, we get it. All right, and then oh look, oh look at that. Look, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. So All right. In the car, in the car. Yeah, there the you car. go. So, uh, yeah. So look, uh, that's yeah. cool. Look at those little theater chairs. Are are small. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, there it is. I guess that's the thing right there, right? A little Mac Mini sized uh, base shaker kind of thing. So uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. So I'm, I'm gonna check that out. See what that's about. You have my uh, uh, the chair burn fat. Have my brother get my reaction. Uh, mm -hmm. to it and stuff like that so <laughs> you know right dumb hardware <laughs> yeah so, uh, up, ripe wave ripe wave <laughs> uh, uh it's like one of those little things that you know you strap on your belly and fat shaker things you know mm -hmm. that's what it is yeah mm. yeah oh yeah right <laughs> oh, uh. <clears throat> So there's that. I'm going to check that out. And then uh, we have uh, then LG Booth Tour is uh, is at noon or something like that tomorrow. And then, yeah, just just, just kind of walk around and, um, yeah, just have fun, really. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm about How having are you there? fun. I'm here till third. I might stay till Friday. It all depends. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The show starts tomorrow and goes till Friday. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, just change subjects real quick. I was yeah. listening to the Audio Unleashed uh, podcast. Oh, no, every time I, I guess it right. It's the only thing I, uh, you know, I Audio. pay Audio. the patron Patreon subscription to, or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. I should I should pay for errands, but I'm I don't know. I feel weird about that. It ain't worth it. I know it's worth it. I know it's worth it, but it's like, you know, no. Know. You can just call me, man. We can talk for an hour and a half. You know, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to look like I'm, 
you know, bias or anything by by paying. You know, I'm I'm paying. I don't know. I don't All right, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. What you call it? Um, so I was listening to the podcast, and usually they're kind of like uh, hating on, not hating, just criticizing reviews where people are saying all this great stuff about products that are kind of questionable. Yeah. Yeah. I just say that's that's usually like usually what I I hear. But on this last one, they kind of talked about like their favorite things from twenty twenty three, right? Like the best of the year stuff and stuff that they just liked, right? And I, I personally enjoyed it as the listener. And I thought about it. I'm like, no wonder people like to hear positive reviews, right? I I liked it because I felt like those things were actionable. If they tell mm. me about a product that maybe sucks, well, I wasn't going to buy it anyway, right? Yeah. Unless I was going to buy it, then that's it's actionable in the sense that I maybe won't buy it, right? But if it's not a product I was looking at anyway, it's not going to make me want to go and look at that product, right? Yeah. Versus if they talk about something that they really like, I might not be interested in that product, but I may want to look at it. You know, it's something that's actionable. So it was interesting to see it from uh, kind of like a different perspective as me, just the uh, consumer of their content. I kind of understood, like, I see why people like positive reviews because it is more actionable you can do something about it like oh that's interesting let me go check it out let me go see if that's something i'm interested in so anyway yeah have you found that that people seem to like your positive reviews or they what i don't i don't know i was actually thinking about that recently like uh i used to think that negative reviews would bring clicks but i made a wish all right um, but I think the positive ones tend to probably do better, actually. I, I guess it just depends on what it is, you know. Like if they're going against the grain, mm-hmm. something that everybody else loves, then maybe people are interested to see another side of it, but mm-hmm. I don't really know, man. Yeah, I guess it's more kind of the extremes though, because I do like to see when something really, really sucks. Yeah. Like almost to the point of where like you're disgusted by how it measures. I'm going to watch those. Like if it's really, really, really bad, I want to see the really, really, really bad ones. And I want to see the ones that you really like. But the ones that are kind of in between, I'm like, eh, I guess they're all right. Yeah. I hear you. But I guess that's how it goes, right? It seems that way. The positive ones do seem to get, well, at least more positive interaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. I mean, if you say like uh, something is bad, then people like like it, and they're like, "No, your review is bad. You're bad. You're yeah. bad, Aaron. Bad terrible. Joe. You can't hear. All you do is read measurements. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, but I don't I know. Wouldn't... I don't kind of got to the point where it's just like I don't really want to waste my time on reviewing something that's bad. So I may do a little something for it. You know, like I'm not going to pretend like I didn't see it or didn't hear it or didn't review it. Because uh-huh. I spent time on it, so I'm I'm going to publish it, but I may not spend time to make an entire video of it. I may do a short, or I may just make a post on my community tab. It says, "All right, the data's out there, and I didn't like it. I'm done. I'm moving." Yeah. On. See, that's what I said before, though. Is like, I would rather spend my time on things that I think are cool. Like, if I'm going to spend the time to make a video, I want to I want to find the cool things. You know what I, I mean? Find them. But at the same time, like, 
I feel that people need to know if something's not good. Like if you get your hands on something that's not good, mm-hmm. then people should know. And however you want to go about addressing it is fine. I, I agree that maybe spending time on a full video for it, not not really worthwhile. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. bums you out. You're like, ugh, this yeah, is, yeah. I don't really want to even talk about this. So I'm just like, all right, I tested this thing or I reviewed this thing. I don't like it. It's on my website. Joe putting Fresh Hater J out of a job. Yeah, I need to. I ain't seen Fresh Hater J in a while. I haven't had to bring him out. You know, he's 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 safe over there. He's he's chilling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, uh, uh, I like bad reviews. Van says I like bad reviews. Makes me think twice. And Mm -hmm. Rightwave said it. People want to hear that the gear they just bought is awesome. That's usually the truth. Mm-hmm. And then when Aaron comes in with his fancy schmancy clip of measurements, it's like, this is not a good speaker. They're like, what? Let me tell what? you why. Yeah. You cannot hear. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what else? Uh, any any other news that you guys have seen? I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any news. Anything you guys want to talk about in the chat? Let us know if you have any questions. Go for it. And if you want to support, you can also send some super chats. That little yeah. that little button there, we won't we won't mind if you do. Yeah, you got this one. Been hearing about Stark subwoofers. Very budget friendly. Any experience or comments on them? I have nothing. I don't know. I have no experience with them, so I can't say. But I don't know about you guys. I don't like the name. Why? Because there's an e on the end. Mm, Starky. It's French. Huh. That's French. French Starkey. See there, see there's Fresh Hater J right there. He just doesn't like the name. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Fresh Hater J. Yeah, I don't like oh, the E. There you go. Sound, sound bars used to be called Lifestyle Systems, and they often sucked. Has that finally changed? I don't know. Mm. They're all right. Uh, you know, I mean, TCL's touting uh, a few sound. They have a soundbar range that starts with a two point one. And then it goes up to a, to a two dot one dot two. I was like, what, what is this? This is a new version of Atmos I've never never heard oh, of. Goodness. A new Atmos configuration. I'm like, two dot one dot two. So, you know, it, it's an interesting thing, you know, to go to CES where this is for like major, you know, major companies that have like huge reach that want to want all you know, standard consumers to buy all this stuff. Like there, it's going to be like a watered down version of whatever the CD is. Right. Mm. You know, um, TCL kept on talking about their home theater, home theater, you know, with their bigger displays and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Hisense had some, some great ultra short throw. Um, what was it like 2000 ANSI lumens or something like that? Mm. Uh, for the brightness on one of these new, new ones, like supposed to be pretty bright, I guess, you know, Phil okay. Jones was like, that's pretty bright. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> if he says it's bright, probably pretty bright. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sound bars are, I wouldn't call them lifestyle systems. I, it just, uh, it depends on who you are, what application it is. It could be good. It could suck. Who knows? I mean, lifestyle yeah. was uh, the branding for Bose. Their yeah. lifestyle yeah. something, right? That was the whole name of their line. So I don't think anybody could really use that. Except oh, for them. Stream pause for advert. Yeah, I gotta turn those off because like automatically it's just like, yeah, 
turn it on and then like i guess it might be too aggressive but if you don't like the ads you can always pay for youtube premium I, you don't have to you don't have to but i think it's worth it personally just because i i don't like to see ads either i don't see so the thing and i don't see them huh you don't i you still don't pay, don't pay for it you don't you don't no. see the ads oh i don't like seeing the ads yeah i know it's not that expensive, is it? I don't know. Probably 15 bucks. Do you still get the music is what I want to know. Because when I bought it initially, you would get um, YouTube music, which I do use a lot. Mm. I got the family plan. So, like, we don't watch ads on any of the other ones. You know. So anyway. mm-hmm. Saves you time. Who wants to watch ads? Okay. Um. What else? Uh, quick update on... The uh, on magic beans, beans. yeah. So, we've we're still working on it, still working on different methods of measurement because the corrections that we make, right? The target curves that we create are only as good as the measurements that we take, right? So, if we instruct somebody to take some measurements that are not so good, well, our corrections are also not going to be as good. So, we're constantly working on different methods that work for as many speakers as possible mm, okay. right um one of the caveats that i kind of found was that oh that guy speakers yeah well you need you need a speaker with good directivity because yeah. if i equalize a speaker that doesn't have good directivity if i make if i make it nice and flat well that doesn't mean it's going to sound good if like the thing is doing all kinds of crazy stuff so yeah that's one of the things that will help is if you have a speaker that does have good directivity, then like we always say, it'll take to EQ better. Um, so that's one thing, but we're also working on some real, some special stuff, the magic stuff, the magic, beam. The magic, the magic beam. stick, the magic. So I've, I've kind of told uh, everybody how the process works so they can try it on REW, see if it actually works. Right. I've been very open about the, the way everything works. But there are some things that we have to kind of keep close. And one of those things is that we are able to not over correct if a speaker has bad directivity and things like that. So because of these speakers, uh, you know, with bad directivity, um, been working with some of these guys closely and they're testing different measurement methods. But the truth is you really can't fix stuff with bad directivity, but we're able to kind of detect that and that's one thing that i think that we can do that other room correction doesn't do doesn't try to do i don't know i don't know how all the others work but um what we're able to do is make sure that we only correct what you should correct and we can look at things like directivity and say "Uh, maybe we shouldn't correct that so that's that's really cool i don't know if anybody else will know i don't know i don't know if anybody else will care they just know that, oh, man, my speakers sound better. I don't care how it works. And that's that's okay, too. But for the folks who do care, just know that that we can do that. Part of the magic beans. Anyway, that's a, that's a quick update. Still doing our private beta. But I really, really, really want to uh, do a – well, did I say private or public? We have a private, private. beta right private. now. Private. Yeah. And I really – I'm pushing to get a public beta out uh this month really really but i want to make sure that it's good so we're still making a lot of changes just gotta 
all builds are updated. So we just got some new builds right now. So, uh, yeah, got Everyday Jay. What's up? So he's testing over there. What about what up? A few folks here that are testing. So that's an update for that. Any any updates on the spatial toolkit stuff, Shauna? I mean, not not a whole lot of updates with that. That guy's that guy's done. That guy's I mean, running. didn't you just order? Like... Oh, oh, yeah, I ordered another two thousand. Um, two thousand. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So Dang. we're plugging and chugging. Um, oh, Phil, I gave Phil Jones. I brought some with me. I gave Phil Jones a. Uh, uh, he said the engineers at Massimo are enjoying all of the the tracks. So, oh okay, yeah, yeah. So they're Very using cool. them over there at Massimo, um, Sound United, oh. whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, make tell them to make a video over there. And <laughs> I actually, uh, he has a little situation going on, so uh, I might go down to San Diego and do some filming over there. Okay, all right. <laughs> he's got some. He's apparently they got some Nautilus speakers wow. over there. I'm not gonna. Do something that about that but uh okay but yeah he's got a project uh he's working on so i'm gonna go film and stuff like that uh, down there it's pretty cool um, okay that yep. is a common wondering if oh that thing uh you guys saw the news the they just launched a video for that the 68 the 6800h oh really oh yeah so it's supposedly it's coming out <laughs> supposedly uh, coming you hear out. how excited uh aaron was right there yeah, he's oh, <laughs> here oh, we really? go. Uh, Ripe Wave says he's gonna get one to test the beans. Yeah, that'll be cool. You got the invite for the private beta, so and most of the people who are getting invites for the private beta are usually people who are either in our after show, you know what I mean? People who I know, so that may be one of the benefits to be being part of the daily hi fi crew. Is of course I'm going to pick people who I talk to on a regular basis, who I know, right? I'm not going to just pick some random guy. Yeah. Do some testing. You get a magic bean. Yeah. Who gets yeah. a magic bean? Everybody here today. Yeah. So if you want to be part of the private beta, then you, you know, all of these guys have been testing it for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. If you want to wait till later, you can go to joeintel.com forward slash MB and uh, sign up for the public beta. And so when it's ready, it'll be there. What else? What else we got? Um, what else we got? I don't know. What else is going on? We got Reverend Slim in there too, doing some testing. Oh, couldn't do better than that. <laughs> what else? Any other news that you guys want to talk about? I'm trying to look here. What are you guys saying? I don't know, man. What's going on in the audio world these days? What y'all got coming up for a review? Anything cool? Uh, I still have more of the Arendel speakers. They sent me all of them, so oh. I need to test all of them. Do you ever sometimes, like, when you get the stuff in that you were excited about, then the excitement wears off and you're staring at boxes and you're really bummed? Uh, Yeah, like, that, oh. that, that can happen. I'm not not excited to review the other stuff. It's just that um, you guys have already done the measurements, so what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I'm just saying sometimes I'll be really excited about something, and I'll get it in, and then the longer it sits there, the more I feel like it's going to be a pain, and I'm just not as excited about it. 
So yeah, it happened. In my case, it's like I have some height speakers from them, which I don't think anybody has measured. Um, but they're huge. Like I don't know if I want to install those. So, <laughs> so that's that's a tricky one. The surround speakers, I don't think anybody's measured those, but. I need to get a new mic. My mic calibration is kind of messed up mm. on my U mic. And I just learned a new method where my measurements more closely align with the on-axis measurements from you clipple folks. Kind of a kind of a different method that I thought was kind of trippy. Um I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if it's uh, something that I can replicate on a bunch of different speakers. Yeah, basically it's a moving mic, but instead of moving in a circle, it's kind of like finding that that correct point on axis. Like you remember you're talking about in your video, Aaron, where where's the optimal point? It depends on the speaker, right? Yeah. You kind of have to just test to see where it is. Mm -hmm. But uh I've been testing where you find that point and kind of where all the speakers sum. And for a non uh you know, non-clipple measurement, you kind of want to get as close as possible to the speaker to kind of minimize the room interaction mm -hmm. but like if you do that and then you move the mic backwards it seems to kind of like um smooth out some of the uh room interactions as you move backwards from it and because you're moving backwards uh it seems like the further back you get the less influence it has because it's lower in level mm -hmm. but if it does have some high like peaks and dips, it can kind of fit, smooth those out slightly. It's a weird thing. It's something I'm experimenting with, but nobody is that. I've not, I've not seen anybody else do it that way. Have you? Moving a mic backwards? No. Straight on axis to you know the point and then move it backwards while doing a moving mic? No. Average? No. I've only ever just done like the spatial, yeah. like your head area for in-room measurement stuff. So. Mm -hmm. What do you uh, think that would do if you did that? Like, like I don't understand. Out. That doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me because you know, like as you move the mic further away, mm -hmm. you're, you're getting more sound, room, right? and that more yeah. of the room is increasing in, like, in frequency, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. Like, but there's that breaking point too, where you can be too close, and you're getting you're not getting the baffle effect. Like we talked mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're a foot away versus three feet away, I'm yeah. expecting that your mid range accuracy is going to start decreasing for the mm -hmm. measurement mm -hmm. you know so you're gonna have a little bit more room influence between maybe like 500 to 1k or something i'm picking up some numbers here yeah um but i would not expect it to get more well so then there's What's a trade-off of summation below below two meters though like within so not too far where you're in the far field so it'd have to be you're moving back in a let's say 0.5 to one or you know somewhere 0.5 to two like not that far Mm -hmm. uh so that you're completely in a different yeah. you're still in the near field but here's what i noticed because what you're saying is like you're gonna get more room noise right right but in the average what i've seen at least in rew is that it's not taking that the extra room stuff into account because it's lower in level compared to like when you're close and you're getting the direct like I don't know exactly how their averaging works, but it seems to take into more account the uh, like what it's taking, you know, directly from the speaker, and the effects of the room are significantly lower. So it's not even capturing that as much. 
it, what it seems to capture, I don't know, but it seems to capture like if there's a big dip in the response right here at 0.5 mm-hmm. and then you move it slightly and then it actually uh, alleviates that dip, right? Somehow. Yeah. So is the dip? And, and it, that, that's enough to, to smooth that part out enough, but it's not taking into account as much of the uh, other reflections that are not as significant, something like that. Yeah, so I, it, you might be talking about just the near field effect, like right? you're too physically close to the speaker for the, all the components to sum properly. Mm-hmm. Then, as you get further, now they're summing, and then you get too much further. Now you get too much room. So there's that middle ground, right? Well, what I my experiment was, I know this is super nerdy, but what it, my experiment was is I started doing the same exact thing where I'd start to the point where all the speakers are converging. Right. So that would be my starting point. And then I'd move the mic back like really far, like, like way, way far back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like nine feet back. And right. it didn't make that much difference versus if I went only like a few feet back, like it wouldn't take into account, like the, the stuff that was real far back is so low in level compared to the other one. It wasn't affecting the average so much. Yeah. When it you move the mic further back, closer, your high frequency is dropping though. Right. Like that's a sanity check. Yeah, but it's it's maybe not a whole whole lot, but it should be coming down some. In, in the whole average, it's very very minimal because like if I were to do a moving mic where I'd go backwards and then forward to that same mm-hmm. spot like over and over again. Oh yeah, because you're you're talking about you're starting here and then you're uh-huh. moving away yeah. while capturing in real time, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that's going to have some effect too. I I was thinking here versus here Those are two different things but you're talking about yeah so i don't know how the weighting is i've kind of wondered that with like rew like does it apply like a heavier weight kind of like direct does it apply heavier weighting to the initial measurements and then as you move further back there's there's less impact of those so let's say you you have 16 measurements as a weighting. Uh, you do mm-hmm. eight of them up here and then yeah. you do eight further and further away are those equally weighted you know, or uh, let me back up. Let me scratch yeah. that idea. That's a better idea. <laughs> scratch, that. You got, scratch that. Yeah. Let's say you've got 16 measurements and you do one at a point in space further and further back, right? Are all of those 16 weighted evenly or is there a heavier weight on the earlier measurements? Maybe like the first mm. four. So I can I can speak on the Dirac one. They put more weight on the first measurement. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. for sure. They, right. They've told me that. Yeah. So that I do know. When it comes to the RTA and REW, it doesn't seem to be a time-related thing. It mm-hmm. seems to be related to the loudest signal. You know, like yeah, if there's okay. a, a big bump, right? Yeah. If somebody makes a loud noise, especially in the bass. Right. So it's almost like frequency dependent and how long it lasts, right? So if there's a bass bump, boom, it'll shoot up the average real quick in the bass. Yeah. But if there's like a quick spike in the treble, like, about the same amount of time, it doesn't seem to like affect it as much. So it seems to be frequency or SPL dependent, maybe. Or not SPL, but maybe how would you say that? DB weighted? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it I seems to be like the more. I don't know what the answer is. If that'd be a good question for the designer that John, I can't remember. It starts with an oh, A. Yeah, McCall, McCauley or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Mul- Mulcahy or I don't know how you pronounce it. It's M U L. C-A-H-Y, I believe. Yeah, what a genius. 
Yeah, man, that dude's on another level. To be able to do to make that is ridiculous. And he's always adding it. But I would I would actually be curious to know because I've wondered that myself sometimes. Like if, even when I'm just in the seated position and I'm oh. waving the mic around, sometimes I'll wonder, like, is it applying more weight to my initial measurement? So if I start kind of at a smaller disc and then expand that out, you mm-hmm. know, like what what kind of weighting or is there any weighting applied to that measurement, the RTA averaging? I don't know. Okay. So so uh Jrick says amplitude. It just seems like the yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly how it's it's weighting it. It seems to be closer to the peak uh response though. Does that make sense? Like in an RTA you can have the you can check the box for the the peak, which is the loudest oh, sound yeah. that it gets. It starts to look more like the peak. Right, so if you take a real close measurement and then you move the mic away where there's no sound, that yeah. thing will just linger for a long time. I th- when I th- you have forever averaging, it'll just kind of stay there and kind of like drop down slightly. I think that's what Jake was was saying. It sounds to me like it's probably the case where it's higher amplitude up front, so basically it's like a yeah, signal noise thing. So, and so that maybe that's why my method seems to work because the amplitude as you start going backwards starts oh, to decrease oh, oh, oh. so unless there's a big uh null that it's filling yeah right then it's not really affecting it too much just by moving backwards like the near field you know the close measurement is going to have the most weight and it'll have less and less as you start moving backwards mm-hmm. except for you know if there's something significant happening there right. so like anyway off the microphone yeah <laughs> if i well, bump the mic before Shoots right yeah. up. Yeah. So anyway, that's interesting. Something I'm messing around with. I haven't seen anybody else do it. Yeah. And that's the tricky thing when you're trying something new is you could be very wrong. Yeah. But I'm willing to be very wrong in order to find something that's possibly new. And it just comes with the territory. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who are uh, very just, critical of like, yeah. oh, that's totally wrong. Ugh. I'm like, I you know what? Just do it then. You tell me what's the right answer then, please. I think Joe is like arguing with people, you know. I'd love to know if you know the right answer. He likes the debate. The right answer is to take it outside and do the. I'm like, I'm not. You, you, um, everybody's gonna take their speakers outside. Every single speaker that they have for uh, from their home theater. I don't think so. That's not realistic. So, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. I'm gonna head off. Uh, All right, enjoy, man. We're at an hour. Why don't you give us an outro though? At least, come on, man. Oh, you want to end the stream because I'm leaving? Oh, uh, no, well, we're in an hour. We're good to go. Okay. Uh, make sure to um, go to crew.dailyhifi.com. Become a member so that you can go to the after show, which uh, maybe Joe, Joe will be in there. I don't know about Aaron. He's, he's, nah. not, a, he's not an after party kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after old, the man. show with the after party, after the party, the hotel lobby, you know, he, he's not about that life, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And if you like to listen to the podcast, make sure you go to anchor.fm slash daily high five for that. And uh, we have merch somewhere too, right, Joe? Yeah, we got merch. We got merch. What's the thing? Uh, Shop.dailyhighfive.com. We want to thank everybody for hanging out. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern here on the Daily High Five channel. If you're just watching on the replay, make sure you're here for the show. Ask your questions because we have a good old time here. On behalf of everybody, Joe, myself, and Aaron, see you guys next week. Peace. See you. See you, man.